Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. So I remember I began to cry. I said, dear Lord, I, if I've got a call for the elders of the church, I know ought to be healed and I can't be healed. Because I don't know any elders of the church that believe in that. No, I don't know any preachers. I don't know any deacons. I don't know any Sunday school teachers. Or I don't know any Christians that are not with all or believe anything like that. And if I've got a call for them, I can't be healed. Now, I had the witness in here that I said, I knew I was saved. I've got that inward witness, but I'd never, I'd never, I'd been saved six months, bed fast six months. I'd never heard an inward voice. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on how to be led by the Spirit of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I was preaching a certain place, preaching a convention for the Foursquare folks, Denver, several years ago. I got off on some of these things, and, and a young lady, a young, young minister lady came. She said, Brother Hagan, I want to talk to you. So at the cafeteria time we were eating, we, we talked there with the district supervisor of the Foursquare Church and so on. And she, she said, I'm beginning to see something. She said, you know, my husband was killed just 29 years old now in an airplane accident. I said, yes, I, I knew about that. Heard about it at least. She said, see, we got out of LIFE Bible College there in California. See, and then we went to a town where they didn't have a full gospel church of any kind and built a new work. Had a good work going. Just, just, just did a phenomenal job, really. Good ministers. Both of them were, were ministers. And his roommate in college, you see, before they, they married about the time they got out of college. Now they've got two little children, a little boy, five, little girl, little girl, three. Actually, the boy's between four and five. He's not five yet. The girl's approximately three. And uh, so this roommate of his in LIFE Bible College had been, he was, uh, he, he'd been in a, in a plane crash and he was killed. And they wanted his roommate, you see, in, to preach his funeral. So in their little town in Nebraska, somebody had a private plane and said, we'll fly you over there. And so they got up early in the morning. Well, the children were asleep. She said, I didn't want to leave them home in bed. So I just took them in their pajamas, put them in the back seat of the car, and we drove out to the little airport. And you know, my husband, 29 years old now, kissed me goodbye, kissed the children, got on that plane, took off down the runway. She said, as that plane took off, that little five-year-old boy, approximately between four and five, rose up in the back seat and said, Mama, Mama, Dad is not on that plane, is he? Yeah, honey, don't you know he was going to call this roommate? He wasn't no kin, but he said, he's going to preach Uncle so-and-so's funeral. Why, he said, don't even know that airplane's going to run into that mountain? Hadn't got the word out of his mouth until it hit the mountain because of the fog and he's killed. How'd that little kid know that? Because his spirit is alive under God. Are you listening to me? I said his spirit was alive unto God. That's how I knew it. Well, how come the preacher didn't know it, though? Wasn't his spirit alive to God that didn't been born again? Yeah. But his head had been educated at the expense of his spirit. And he didn't know to listen to his spirit. And he didn't take time to listen to his spirit. Why is it that women... In days gone by, more so than today, so many women work in public today, it's not so much so. Why is it that women, Jeremy knows that they have more intuition than men do? Intuition is of your spirit. Because women lived a more secluded life. They didn't work so much with their minds, didn't work so much with their bodies, and they were more quiet. You see, you have to have times of quietness. 
to get your mind and your body quiet because God is not your mind and your body is going to know things, it's your spirit. I don't just throw everything away, I've said, just because you don't agree with it, keep chewing on it for a while. <laughs> I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now, the first and foremost way that he leads is by that inward witness. Secondly, by that inward voice, which most usually is the voice of your own spirit speaking to you. I can remember in my own experience, I was brought up in church, as I said. Don't remember the first time I went. Joined the church as nine years old, but wasn't saved. On the bed of sickness, I realized I've never been saved. I just belonged to the church. Tell the real truth about it, I died and went to hell. And I began to cry out as I went down the third time, God, I belong to the church. I've been baptized in water. But there's no answer. And as I came up the third time out of that pit and out of hell, my spirit began to pray. And I was born again, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock, in the south bedroom of 904, or 409 North College Street in the city of McKinney, Texas. April the 22nd, Saturday night, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock. Well, I thought I had to die. Doctor said I had to die. I'd never heard divine healing preached. Didn't know anything about faith. So I was resigned to die. Every night I'd go to sleep with a smile on my face and praise myself to sleep. Said, Lord, they liable to because what the doctor said to me may just die any minute. My heart may stop just any moment. So if they find me in the bed morning dead, they'll see I got a smile on my face. They'll know I died happy. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't go to hell. That's something to be glad of. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I, a little by little, I read the Bible, the New Testament. I got over to Mark 11. I read Mark 11, 23 and 24. You know and then, of course, I'm bothered with this. Well, healing's been done away with. Healing's been done away with. It's not for us nowadays. Something said to my mind, there's always a voice out here somewhere that said, now that doesn't mean what things ever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. That doesn't mean what things ever you desire physically because healing's been done away with or materially or financially. That just means what things ever you desire spiritually. Well, I tried to get my pastor to come and he didn't. And you've heard some of the testimony. And finally one preacher did come and pat my hand put on his professional voice and said, just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. <laughs> so I accepted the verdict. In a few more days, it'll all be over. Laid there waiting to die. Then I got back into the Bible after two months. I didn't look at it. Didn't read a scripture for two months. Didn't praise myself to sleep every night. But then November of 1933, I got back into the Bible again. I got it back open to Mark 11, 24 again, 23. And I said, well, Lord, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've tried to get somebody to help me. I'm just going to take you at your word. When you were here on earth, you said it, and I'm going to believe it. And if you didn't lie about it, I'm coming off of this bed. And if I don't get off of this bed, it'll be because you lied about it. Because I can believe what you said I can believe. Then I hit on this idea. Because I'd regained some use of my body. It would take me a long time to turn pages. I couldn't turn them like that, but I couldn't put my hand there. Sort of scoot the page over. I'll run my reference. I don't have time to read through the New Testament. It's too difficult for me to read. I'll run my reference on faith and healing. And running my references on faith and healing, I came to James 5.14 that said, Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them. And on the name of the Lord and pray of faith to save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. If they have committed sin, it shall be forgiven them. 
Well, I, in my ignorance, I thought that all the rest of the healing scriptures and prayer promises hinged on that when it comes to healing, you see. I thought you had to call for the elders of the church. You don't have to, you just can if you need to. So I remember I began to cry. I said, dear Lord, I, if I've got a call for the elders of the church, I know there ought to be healed and I can't be healed. Because I don't know any elders of the church that believe in that. No, I don't know any preachers. I don't know any deacons. I don't know any Sunday school teachers. I don't know any Christians that anoint with all or believe anything like that. And if I've got a call for them, I can't be healed. Now, I had the witness in here that I said, I knew I was saved. I've got that inward witness, but I'd never, I'd never, I'd been saved six months, bed fast six months, I'd never heard an inward voice. No, I'm not talking about the voice of the Spirit of God that's more authoritative. That, that inward something, I suppose I would have if I'd have been out, you see, in the, in, uh, up, about, well, that inward voice, that still small voice, that voice of my spirit, my conscience would have told me not to do certain things if my body wanted to do it, but I'm bedfast, so I had little or no experience here. But, but there was a, a voice in here spoken on the inside of me. Just a still small voice that said, uh, now how come my spirit, see your spirit knows things your head don't know. Because your spirit's got the nature of God in it. It's got the life of God in it. It's got the Holy Spirit in it. And, and it was my spirit telling me. Did you notice that that verse said, see, I got my mind on the elders and on the oil. Did you notice that that voice said, the prayer of faith shall save, I mean, that that scripture said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I had to look at it again and read it to be sure that's what it said. I looked at it again and said, yeah, yeah, that's what that says. Yeah, that's what it says. Just came as a real shock to me, you know. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it said the prayer of faith to save the sick. And then on the inside of me, these words were spoken. I heard them in here. You can pray that prayer as well as anybody can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, now, my spiritual education was slow, just like yours. I had no teacher. It's difficult to follow an unseen teacher. It's difficult if you haven't been taught. Afterwards, I saw if I'd have followed what this unseen teacher, see, he'll teach you, the Holy Spirit will teach you. He'll guide you. If I'd have followed him and followed this inward something, I'd have been out of bed long before it was. But I didn't know to do it. I stayed there nine more months. It was while I was praying, saying, I believe that I receive my healing. I saw that's what I must do. I believe I receive healing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I began to praise God because I believe I received my healing. When again, on the inside of me, I heard these words. No, not that authoritative voice, but just... Just a still, small voice. So faint that you wouldn't have heard it if your mind had been real active or your, or your body. Said, now you believe you're well. I said, I sure do. That inward voice said, get up then. Well, people ought to be up at 10.30 in the morning. Well, usually that's true. Now, tell me how a paralyzed person is going to get up. Well, I pushed myself. It was a struggle. Finally, it got up to where I was draped over the bedpost. My knees sagged down, just wasn't that far off of the floor. No feeling from my waist down. But draped over that bedpost, I said it again. I want, to, I want to announce in the presence of Almighty God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the holy angels present in this room. And I want to call the devil to record and all evil spirits you may be present in this room. According to Mark eleven twenty four. I believe I received my healing. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
you can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's very special offer. First in this offer is the book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Growing Up Spiritually. Also, a three-CD set from Pastor Hagan entitled Because of Jesus. All this for $19.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. It seems that as we are on this program and go around to different places and travel. I mean, we do at least one crusade a month. We travel overseas. We have big meetings. We get emails of people that uh, when we pray, they prayed the prayers with us. That we get emails talking about they got the product and how it helped them. And the reason I'm saying all of that is because I want to thank all of you Word Partner Club members. Now, what is a Word Partner Club member? A Word Partner Club member is somebody that partners with us to pray for us Mm -hmm. and then monthly to send a a financial gift, whatever they can afford to send. If you want to find out about it, you can go to rhema.org slash WPC and it'll tell you all about it. But you are helping us to touch the world. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching from the Rhema Archives, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. That's Monday here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We're looking forward to you being with us next week. Have a great weekend.